0: Foundations of Amateur Radio Over the past six years or so, I've single-mindedly been producing a weekly segment about Amateur Radio. Over time, this has evolved into a podcast, which gets about half a million hits a year. Naturally, I receive emails and I do my best to respond in a timely fashion. One of the other things I do is announce a new edition of the podcast on several different sites where listeners have the opportunity to share their views about whatever is on their mind. Sometimes their response is even about the podcast itself, though I confess that some comments appear to indicate that listening isn't part of a requirement to actually form an opinion about what it is that I've said that week. All that aside, I find it immensely fascinating that the responses I receive vary so much in perspective. It's not hard to understand and observe that our community comes from people along all walks of life, from 9-year-olds to 90-year-olds and everything in between. I tend not to comment directly on such feedback, since everyone has their own opinion, but I came across one post recently that made me sad about the spirit of some amateurs. In a seemingly bygone era, there was a sense that amateurs would help new people join the community, and help them find their way into this vast range of discovery, a place where no question was wrong, where shared experiences are cherished, and where the lack of knowledge was an opportunity for learning. It seems that the moniker that we carry, that of ham, supposedly because when compared to professional telegraphers we were considered ham-fisted, went on to form the basis of a proud tradition of experimentation and renewal. Across the globe we see a refresh of the license conditions on a regular basis. We saw that here in Australia with the introduction of the so-called z call and k call, looked down upon by real amateurs who had a much more stringent licensing regime. We discontinued Morse code as a requirement for an amateur licence as part of a global treaty agreement in 2003. In Australia, this meant that from the 1st of January 2004, Morse code was no longer required if you wanted to obtain an amateur licence. As you know, that didn't signal the end of Morse, just that it wasn't legally required anymore. I'm one of many amateurs learning Morse because I want to, not because I have to. I'd also point out that it was discontinued by a global agreement, not two random guys in Canberra. Back to my point about the spirit of this hobby. The point that was being made is that the Foundation class license isn't a real license and that it's just being handed to anyone who asks, not like their requirements for Morse code and a written exam rather than multiple choice tests essentially conveying that my undignified license and that of my fellow Foundation licensees isn't to be confused with the noble one that a real amateur holds. This kind of response saddens me, and frankly, I hear it too often. It's as if we as a community still have not learned that the world moves on. Technology, in many ways the basis of amateur radio, evolves. For example, in the current requirements for an amateur license, there is a long-winded discussion about the impacts of spurious transmissions on analog television. In Australia, the last analogue TV broadcast happened on the 4th of December, 2013. That's years ago, but it still required reading on the amateur licence syllabus. Similarly, we learn about valves, but attempting to actually obtain such a device is nigh on impossible. Should we still be learning about those aspects of electronics, or should we move on? Amateurs are an inventive lot. We make up new modes, link up new technologies, experiment with all manner of stuff, and sometimes we end up with something new like IRLP, All-Star, SDR, digital modes and the like. Or because someone got curious, couldn't help themselves and started to fiddle. As things fall off the radar at one end, analogue TV, morse code, valves, the other end picks up things, JT65, digital TV, lithium polymer batteries and whatever else comes around the corner. So I'm sad that there are people who feel that my licence isn't a real one, as many of my peers, I have a piece of paper from our regulator that begs to differ, and a community of enthusiastic, eager people who are attempting to find their home among our hobby as it evolves into the future. Last week I talked about the death of our hobby, and that it was vastly misrepresented. As I said, year on year more and more amateurs join, but overall the numbers decline. I think that opinions expressed about the lack of real licensing, decrying the death of Morse, etc., is a symptom of why it is that we have a retention problem in our hobby. Everyone is entitled to an opinion, but that doesn't mean I have to agree. This is my hobby too, and disdain is my fuel. I'm Ono Victor Kilo 6 Foxtrot, Lima Alpha Bravo.